Real quick, before we get into the show, I wanted to share a new service called Getita that Ken and I have been using that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription, and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for firing the man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you? So the idea is to provide you capital when you have the opportunities to grow. And when you don't have the opportunities to grow, when you're flush with cash, it's in your best interest to pay us down because then our profit percentage comes down. You know, so it's a matter of making these minor little changes and doing them consistently over time that make a huge difference in business and in life. And it's the same thing with anything. You know, you can sit back and think the business is going to come to you and, hey, this is e-commerce. You know, it's a four-hour work week. I can do this from anywhere. This is great. No, I'm sorry. you got to go to work. You know, four-hour work week, yeah, maybe one day. But initially, you got to put in, you know, a lot of hours and bust your ass. Yeah, find the technology and the tools to streamline your business. But that just enables you to do more. That doesn't mean you're going to stop working. You know, you have to come into this expecting to bust your ass and make it happen. And that's the biggest thing I would say. Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast, a show for anyone who wants to be their own boss. If you sit in a cubicle every day and know you are capable of more, then join us. This show will help you build a business and grow your passive income streams in just a few short hours per day. And now your hosts, serial entrepreneurs, David Schomer and Ken Wilson. Welcome, everyone, to the Firing the Man podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by Don Hinnick from Accrumi. Now, Ken, this was an absolutely awesome interview with Don. And, you know, one thing that stood out to me is he is a serial entrepreneur with tons of experience, you know, starting in the mortgage lending space and, and now getting into Amazon funding. What were some things that stood out to you about this podcast? Yeah, you know, Don was a very, very interesting guy, a wealth of experience. He shares it on the, the podcast. It's a, It was an amazing podcast. One thing that jumps out about me with a, with Akrumi is, you know, I've used various funding methods for my Amazon business, and Akrumi has a completely new approach to funding for Amazon sellers. And, you know, just a little teaser, they use a near real-time funding, and uh, we'll get we'll get into that a little bit more in the episode. What about you, David? Absolutely. You know, I would say as an entrepreneur, if you're growing your business, at some point you're going to get into a cash crunch. And, you know, they have some certain aspects about their repayment schedule or lack thereof that makes this a really unique way to fund your Amazon inventory. And so this is something that I think our entire audience is going to deal with at some point in that they're going to get into this cash crunch. And if a crewman can be a tool in the toolbox that they look to, I, I think it, it could be a very good option for certain people in certain situations. So without giving any more away, let's jump into this interview with Don. All right, Don, welcome to the show. First things first, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in the business world. All right. Well, I prior to getting into the Amazon world, I was retired for five years and I was not planning on coming back in. But uh, when it, my friend of mine started talking to me about Amazon and Amazon sellers, it was too intriguing. So I was never in e-commerce before. And so now I'm in e-commerce for the last two years and having a ball and doing some big things and exciting things. But to step back, you know, I, I'm a finance guy primarily. I, uh, I was, uh, had my own financial, financial planning company, which I did really well, bought my first house, first new car, all that kind of stuff. And then that led me into the mortgage industry where people started asking about mortgages. I didn't know anything about it. I was a, had a commercial lending background, but I learned. I quickly went out. I, I learned. I read books. I found people. I asked for help. And the next thing you know, I started a mortgage company. And within a year to two years, I was one of the three largest in New York State. So just to give you a perspective on how that all worked, which was a lot of fun and it was an exhausting thing. But there was a law that was coming out back then that would have put companies like mine out of business because we were, you know, small in comparison to the banks. 
And so they were trying to put us out of business. They saw competition coming. And so I read the law and didn't seem like anybody else did. So I formed the New York Association of Mortgage Brokers back then. And, you know, we ended up with, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of members and we got the law changed and we worked hand in hand with the banking department in New York State to tighten up the rules in the mortgage industry to make it better for the consumer and better for the industry. So that led me to be president of the National Association of Mortgage Brokers and on the board of governors of the MBA of America, Mortgage Bankers Association, where I testified before the House and the Senate, which was incredible experience, a lot of fun, but scary as hell for a 30-year-old guy. But with my mortgage company, I sold it after 10 years. I started a mortgage broker franchise, which I built to uh, 765 units nationwide and sold that maybe a year or so later. From there, I said, what do I want to do? I took some time off. My kids were young. I loved being out on the fields with the kids, whether it be soccer fields, lacrosse fields, baseball fields. So I started a soccer publication, Youth Soccer, and we were quickly became the number one in the official soccer newspaper for New York State soccer, 165,000 copies, full newspaper every month. I was the only employee. I did everything from every article I either wrote or got, every picture. I would get people to take pictures. I handled the distribution, everything. And after about, you know, maybe eight months or so, I ended up selling that. I had two partners that were understood publishing and really wanted to take it over. So I sold it to them. I got into technology. You know, it was great. And I did a bunch of stuff there. Got back into the mortgage industry, built one of the biggest mortgage companies in the nation at the time, the fifth largest direct-to-consumer lender in the nation. If you can think of Quicken today, uh, Rocket Loans, they were my number one competitor. We were head-to-head. And I built the sixth largest wholesale mortgage operation in the nation. So if you can think about it, this is in like 19, 2006, we were doing just my group alone over $50 billion a year in mortgages and earning a net profit of well over $300 million a year net. We were the most profitable mortgage company of the time, which is pretty interesting. Got out again, took some time off, you know, a year or so, started, looked at foreclosures and buying and selling houses. So in 18 months, I bought and sold and flipped 300 houses every one of them for a profit. In the meantime, I started an entertainment company out of the blue from scratch, no experience. I, a friend of mine was a, a, a producer. We started a company. Next thing you know, we uh, did eight feature-length films with the biggest names, whether it be Natalie Portman, Tom Cruise, Mark Ruffalo, all of them. We had two films sold at Sundance, which was a lot of fun and very exciting. And we also did the Broadway show, Rock of Ages on Broadway. We ended up, I think, the 26th longest running show of all time. So that was amazing. And the crazy thing about all of that is as big as it all was, didn't make any money. So that was, (laughs) didn't make any money. It's the truth. We had a lot of fun and I learned an awful lot about the entertainment world. And I will tell you that the parties in the entertainment world are better than parties in the mortgage world. But, uh, you know, I didn't make any money at it. I uh, did a few other things and then took the last five years off and just enjoyed life. My wife and I love boating. The kids love to come out with us on the boat. We travel all over the world. You know, I started to get pretty good with golf. And then we looked at Amazon and it intrigued me. And we just came up with this idea on how we can help Amazon sellers. And that was a whole idea behind it. How do we help these sellers? And we've talked to a bunch and we found that they needed capital. So we came up with a completely unique program and I'm talking too much. So I'll shut up for a minute and let you <laughs> ask the no, next question. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm, I, that's a, that's a pretty impressive background. It sounds like you've got a ton of experience all in, in a, in a, in a wealth of area. So that's, that's really cool. So Akurumi, can you, can you kind of explain that, you know, is Akurumi a new startup? Has it been around a little bit and kind of your journey on kind of co-founding it? Sure, sure. It's it's pretty interesting, actually. So a friend of mine from the mortgage industry, I thought of him one day, I was on the way out of the Manhattan, I, I think I was going to a doctor's appointment, and I thought of him, haven't, haven't talked to him in over 20 years. So I looked him up on LinkedIn, and I'm on the train, and I sent him a quick note just saying, hey, man, I hope all is well. And that's it. You know, send somebody you know, a positive message. That's it. He said, let's have lunch. We did. We had a great time. Next thing you know, he starts pitching me on different businesses. 
And I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm happy. My life is too good. It's too easy right now. I don't want to do this. Anyway, when we finally started talking about Amazon, that intrigued me because I love helping people grow businesses. And I specifically love helping and mentoring younger people in business and in life. So, you know, it's not something I need to be paid for. It's just something I enjoy. So that really caught me, Amazon, and, and helping younger people grow, you know, not just always young people, but, you know, younger people grow Amazon businesses. Okay, let's look at it. So I went to my accountants. I said, do you know any Amazon sellers? They said, yeah, we have a few clients, and they have thousands and thousands of clients. So they put me in touch with a few. I remember the first one was the guy had about $5,000 of inventory. And I asked him, you know, some questions and learned what I could. And I finally said, you know, if you had one thing that you needed, what do you need? Capital. I can't grow without capital. I have so many opportunities, but I just can't grow. Next one had like $100,000 of inventory. Same answer, capital. The third one had over a million dollars of inventory doing really, really well. Same answer. I need capital. I'm like, wow. All right. So we sit down again and we go through that. All right. Let's look at the lending options. We look at the lending options, and at first, they look so good because the marketing is really, really good. And I'll never forget the first one I looked at. Looked at. It said, borrow 10000 pay back eleven. It's that simple. I said, we can't compete with this. This is really good. And then I ran a spreadsheet, and I, I did the numbers. And it's pay it back every two weeks. It's a six-month loan. And when I figured it out, you would have to earn about 19% ROI per month to break even. <laughs> so if you borrow <laughs> that $10,000, you would have to make, I think the monthly payment was $1,856. So think about it. You'd need to earn $1,900 just really to break even. You know, I mean, God, but nobody's going to figure that out. Most people are just going to take that and they're going to get further into a hole and further into a hole and further into a hole. Like this is horrible. And we looked at a few others. It was the same thing. So yeah, there's reasons for these loans. There are reasons for, you know, borrowing your own money for two weeks and such and, you know, bridging the gap. But, you know, we just didn't see the big growth reason. So my partner, Eric, said to me, well, why don't we partner with the sellers? I said, what do you mean? I don't know. Let's, so we started brainstorming it and just thinking it through. And I love to do things where it's a win-win. Everybody should be able to win. This is not like the stock market where it's a zero-sum game. If I win, you lose. That's not what this is. This is where we can all build and make, make a better business, make a bigger business, and everybody wins. And that's the way I like to live, and that's the way I like to do things. So we came up with a very unique model. It's never been done before, and it's a home run. So what we did was we... <laughs> Imagine, I'm going to give you a scenario. Imagine Shark Tank, because it's, a lot of people refer this to this like a Shark Tank. So, so you come into Shark Tank and you say, hey, I, I have an Amazon business. It's doing really well. I'm growing, but I need more money. I want $100,000 and I'll give you 20% of the business. And Mark Cuban says, all right, I'll give you the 100000 but I want 30% of the business. And then Robert Herkovic says, I'll give you 115000 but I want 35% of the business. And then Mr. Wonderful comes in and says, I'll give you the 100,000. I'll give it to you as a loan, 12%. You pay me back over a year. And then I want a dollar on every product you ever sell again. <laughs> and then this, this, this new shark is sitting there all quiet. And he says, all right, you know what I'll do? I'll give you the 100,000, but I'm not going to charge you any interest. So right off the bat, Mr. Wonderful is all pissed. And, and you know what else? I'm not going to require you to make any, any monthly payments. You pay me when it's right for you and your business. When you can grow, grow. And when you're flush with cash, pay me back. Okay, that, now every, the other sharks are getting pissed. And you know what? I don't want any ownership in your business. You keep your entire business. What do you think of that? The other sharks then go to a commercial and they throw the new guy out and say, don't ever come back because we'll never make money. But that is the Akrumi model. We'll basically double your capital with no interest, no required monthly payments, and no loss of ownership. And what we get is a percentage of profits, but just for however long you use our money. That's it. So Don, I'd like to dig in a, a little deeper here. And, and I really sure. like this model, and I think it's a unique model. One, the, the thing that stands out to me is the timing of cash flow. 
So typically in Q4, my bank account balance is pretty low because yeah. I'm, I'm gearing up for uh, buying a lot of inventory, getting ready for holiday sales. And then typically in January, my bank account is a little more just because I'm getting paid on all those Q4 sales. And so I really like that timing. But let, let's dig into an example here. And I'll actually use a, an example from my own business. So I've got an established Amazon business of uh, about yep. four years, I have a pretty good understanding of my customers. And I've actually had several of them reach out to me and say, hey, I'd really like it if you'd make this product. I've looked into making it and the molding cost on it's going to be about $100,000. Wow. And so when I think of, you know, I I know this would be profitable on Amazon. I need about $100,000 to launch this. I don't have that capital. My options are, you know, I could go to somewhere like Amazon Lending and pay somewhere between 15 and 20% APR. Yep. Uh, I could go to a traditional bank, but you know, a line of credit may not be a really good fit for this because it's more of like a one-time expense, right? And so you know, if I were to if I were to call you, how would this type of funding work, and what would the payback period look like? If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Good question and interesting example as well. So a couple of things. You're right as far as uh, matching the cash flow with the you know payments. So we don't get paid by anybody in Q3 and Q4. They're using all the money. Every bit of profit goes back into the next order. But in Q1, typically I'm going to say, you know, February, March, April, May, most of the sellers that we work with are flush with cash. And then they start making payments to us. And that's great. And then they stop again because they start planning out, you know, the Q3, Q4 and the build, which is great. That's what they should do. So in your situation, is a couple of things. One, we will provide capital to your current business, but not to the new product because we, we don't have any history of that new product. You know, we don't take the risk of starting a new product. We will provide capital to your current business that you can use for the new product, but, you know, not directly for that new product. So once that new product is profitable and profitable for a short period of time, like two months, three months, we'll count it as capital. And we'll give you money against that as well. But we don't take that risk up front. So we would give you money in your business that you can pull some of that out to start the new product, which a lot of people do. But And then once it's profitable, we're in 100%. Okay. Okay. That I, And I'm glad that you made that distinction because that's you guys are, are lending against items that are that are currently profitable and, and currently cash flowing. And, and so maybe a better example would be I'm gearing up for Q4. Yep. I've sold out every year. Be- I've bought as much as I possibly could. Yep. I maxed out my lines of credit, but and I keep selling out. And and so I want to, you know, reach that the fullest potential and just stay in stock. So maybe that would be a better time to pick up the phone and, and call you guys. Yeah, well, even even with the new product is fine too. But you know, uh, however big the company is, we can provide a, a good amount of the capital that you can pull out. You know, so basically, our capital replaces your capital in the business, so you're able to use your money for you know new products and and such. So yeah, we, you know, we'll we we what we do all we look at we look at one thing. We don't pull credit reports. We don't look at financial statements. We're not doing personal guarantees. All we're looking at is the inventory, the inventory that you currently have, and how is it turning over? And we built an engine ourselves, you know, as opposed to going out for, to keep and to, you know, the, the various engines, we built an engine that does it all and it has, you know, the algorithms built in. So we just want to look at your current inventory, see if it's profitable, what level of profitability is it, and how quickly that inventory will turn. So we don't want to give you money on inventory that's going to be sitting there for eight months and 10 months, but for inventory that's turning over relatively quickly, we match it 100%. So if you have $100,000 of money that you put into inventory at cost, 
So if your inventory cost is 100,000 plus the, the amount due from Amazon, call that all 100,000, then you qualify for 100,000. So we call that the capital in the business. So how much capital do you have? It's your inventory cost plus whatever is due from Amazon. And we'll match that number. So one thing I want to dig into that profit split. So let's use a really easy example. We buy inventory for $100,000 and then we sell that and we earn $100,000 in profits. What would that split look like in terms of the payment back to Acrumi? All right. Great question. But now let me just narrow, you know, narrow that question down a little bit. You have $100,000 of inventory. You're going to return $100,000 of profit. So you're getting 100% ROI? Yeah. So cash. Yes. Okay. Great. Great. Now let me ask you a question. You have $100,000 of inventory. If we gave you $100,000, could you make $200,000? Yep. I mean, it would depend on the situation, but presumably... Going out of stock seems to be, yeah, going out of stock seems to be our biggest problem. <laughs> yeah, and you and everybody else these days. So it, maybe you don't need $100,000 day one. Maybe you need $20,000. You know, we don't push money. We want to, you know, we suggest to everybody to take the least amount that they need because, you know, take our money and put it to use. The only way that you don't win is if you take our money and leave it in the bank then you're paying us for no good reason. So we encourage everybody to take the least amount. But on whatever amount of money, look, if you're getting 100% return, whatever amount of money we're going to give you, you're probably going to get a similar return, whether it be $20,000 or $50,000 or 100000 But to keep the example clean, I'm going to assume we give you 100000 So you earn $100,000 on yours, all right? And you earn $100,000 on the hundred that we gave you. So now there's $200,000 of profit. So what the profit percentage that we get is 50% or half of whatever percentage of the capital we represent. And I said that kind of confusing, so I apologize there. But in this case, you have $100,000 of capital, we have $100,000 of capital. So we're 50% of the total. Cut hours in half, so we get 25% of the profit for that month. So assume all this happens in a month, just to keep it simple. So on your own, you would have earned 100000 Now with us, you're going to keep 75% of the 200000 okay? Because we're 25%. So we would have earned, you would, you would have earned what? 150000 and we would have earned 50000 which is phenomenal for us and phenomenal for you. So you increased your ROI and your profit by 50%, and you didn't take on any additional risk. There's no debt. That's it in a nutshell. So if we represent 30%, so let's say you had $70,000 of capital and we gave you $30,000. So now there's $100,000 in the business. We represent 30% of it. So that month, we would get 15% of the profit, cut us in half. So if you think about it, if, if we represent 30% and we took 30% of the profit, which would, most investors would want to do that, then you're not really getting a hell of a lot of benefit. But by us cutting our percentage in half, then you can't lose. Yeah, you really can't. And I'll tell you, the wheels are turning right now. Right? Coming, coming, <laughs> I thought I smelled something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coming from a mergers and acquisitions background, I think the really the thing that's unique about this that I want to point out is you're not giving up any ownership. Right. And so, you know, you can increase that bottom line, which, you know, when you go to market, you multiply that bottom line by somewhere between three and four, depending on your business. Yep. And so you are able to increase the value of your company by taking on external capital, but not at the end of it, you don't have to give away any of the ownership. Exactly. And so that's that's really unique and, and something that I think is different from say like a money partner that wants to chunk your business like on Shark Tank. Well, we, we get it all the time because we have sellers that come to us that have family members that have invested in their business. And, you know, all well and good, but now they want to get the family member out because a family guy just the other day, his family member has 50% of the business because he gave him like $5,000 to start the business. And now the business is big. And he goes, and now I got it. So he's selling his current business, selling it to get rid of the partner and then already planning his new products so he can open up a new business without the partner. But he wants us to finance a lot of it. Sorry to interrupt the episode. You may have heard Ken and I talking recently about a new tool that we're using for Amazon refunds. Now, I have used other refund tools like this. 
However, I can tell you in the first seven days, they scrubbed the back end of my Amazon account going back 18 months and found $5,000 of refunds. And the nice thing about this is it's my money. Amazon made a mistake and they are just auditing my account. The other thing I really like about this tool is there is no monthly fee. They only charge a commission if they are successful in getting you your money. Go to getida.com, G-E-T-I-D-A, and enter promo code FTM for firing the man, FTM400. This is an awesome tool. Can't say enough good things about it. Now, back to the episode. So Don, I, I'd like to get into a little bit more of the nuts and bolts. So with my uh, businesses over the last several years, I've I've taken on loans from Amazon Lending and a couple of the other lending, I would say predatory lending units that are out there. I'm not going to say the names, but yep. so with Akrumi, do you guys, I guess, connect to the seller account and kind of look at all of the inventory and look at the history or, or kind of what are you looking there to, to make sure that it's a good fit to partner with the Amazon seller? That's exactly what we do. We made it pretty simple, but we made it in a couple of, of couple of steps to do to deal with us. It's not like, you know, go online, you know, give us access and here's your offer. You never talk to anybody. We feel, and maybe I'm right or wrong on this, but this really comes from me, is that this is a new process. This is not something that people, it's not a loan. So if it was a loan, it's been done for 2000 years. Everybody understands, you know, the interest rate, the payment and such. This is something different. So what we did as far as a process goes is you go on our website and you fill out a, a questionnaire. It takes, I'm going to tell you two minutes, maybe three minutes. We call it three, but I, that's, that's probably too long. <laughs> you know, it's nothing. And, but it gives us enough information to give you a good funding estimate. You, you know, in, in your cases, you may put it in and we, we come back with $100,000 that we would offer you. Okay, great. Doesn't mean you have to take that. Then the next step is give us access, your MWS token, so that we can pull down the inventory, run it through our system. And then we come back with a complete funding offer that is detailed and specific. And it details, you know, you might have some inventory that we don't want a part, any part of. But when that inventory turns to cash, then that's capital in the business. And we'll give you more money against that. And you can keep building. But, you know, that, that typically is a very, very, very tiny percentage of anything. So we'll, we look at it, we go through the funding estimate, we get back on the phone and we go through it line by line with you. And in that, in the funding estimate, we provide something we call the key points document. And the key points document is something that I actually wrote up initially because I'm not a lawyer. And instead of doing legal agreements, I went through the legal agreements and said, what are the most important things? What should everybody be asking? And what are the questions? And where, what are the concerns or whatever? Let's get them all in plain English. I grew up in, in Brooklyn. It's as plain English as it could be, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so this way we can go through it and nobody's ever going to come back and say, oh man, you guys didn't tell me that. You know, none of that. It, it's it's just bottom line. This is what we do. Let's have the conversation. Let's discuss it. Let's make sure you understand it. And, and then we fund the, the business. Altogether, it takes anywhere from five days to 10 days, I would say, the entire process. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. And, and we hear that predatory comment quite a bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, it's, you know, when there's a, you know, it's, it's supply and demand, right? Like there's a demand of, of cash flow right now. And, and if there's not any other options, then, you know, you don't have a whole lot to, to, to pick from. So I'm glad to see that there's more options coming into the marketplace. That's good. Every, everybody says that to me, Ken. I, I swear to God, everywhere I go, people, you know, the biggest sellers, you know, talking to a guy who's worth over a hundred million dollars and he's built multiple Amazon businesses and sold them. And he's uh, one of the big gurus in the industry. And he's building another number of businesses right now. And he, he used all the same words you used. And then he came back and he said, oh, just so happy to see new money and new ideas coming in that work for sellers. And what he wants to do is as he's, he's got two products, two different brands, and he's got, I don't know if I remember correctly, 10 more that he's building 
that are already, you know, uh, decided and everything ready to go. Really interesting and really smart way of doing things. All the numbers, you know, he, he's got to, you know, dialed in. He wants to take, if I remember correctly, $100,000 on the first business that he's got, and then take 25000 of that to start the second brand. And then when that's up and running in a few months, take money out of that to start the third brand and so forth. And he wants to pretty quickly roll out all 10 new brands. And he believes that over two years, and he's, you know, he could use his all, all his own, own money, but he believes that over two years, he'll be able to sell the entire thing for $12.6 million and never have used any more of his own money than he used to start the original business. That's interesting. That's the dream, yeah. right? Yeah, that's the goal, right? And um, I think he's doing it more as a challenge than anything else. <laughs> you know, he's having fun with it. He's at that stage. So, so just to, I mentioned a hundred million, just a little interest, interesting thing. So here we are. We start this business, and you know I live in New York, so it makes it easy. And so is my partner. So you know it's pretty easy to get into the city and get some appointments with, you know, big hedge funds and such. So we go to the first hedge fund, and as we're there, out on on Broadway, I said to, before we went in, I said to my partner, "Do you know what two forty two is?" And he said, "No, what?" And I said, 242 is the number of pitches that Howard Schultz from Starbucks made before anybody put money into Starbucks. I said, so we're not going in here getting money. We're going to go in here and get our asses kicked. (laughs) We're going to go in here and meet some really, really smart people that are going to build spreadsheets that we don't even, even understand how to do. You know, they're going to blow us out of the water. They're going to ask us questions that we didn't think of. I guarantee that. And they're going to make us think. And at best, what we hope for is to be invited back, you know, come back with some better answers about this or that, maybe improve a spreadsheet, you know, whatever. And so long story short, we're in there, you know, we're supposed to be in there for like a half hour and there for two and a half hours and meeting with the, you know, the owner of the hedge fund, the general counsel, you know, senior level people, which was pretty cool. They knew me. So that was, you know, big, big, big help. And we got invited back two weeks later. And altogether, over a six-week period, they came back and gave us an offer of putting a million dollars of capital in the business and, and giving us $100 million to invest in sellers. That's awesome. Not a bad <laughs> yeah. first meeting. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't take 242, huh? It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> Howard Schultz sucks, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, we, we are having fun with this because we really believe that we're helping people grow their business. We're teaching a lot of people things about their business and teaching them about, you know, different things in business, if you will, not just e-commerce. And part of it is staying in touch. And, you know, one part of it is motivating some sellers to do certain things that they don't realize that they have to do, you know, in business and helping some people overcome some personal issues that they might have. I'll give you a good example of something that happened just this past year. That's mind blowing, really. But you guys will appreciate this. A year ago, we had a number of clients that, as you know, couldn't send in anything, any new products to Amazon. And they went from making a lot of money one month to breaking even the next month to losing money the next month and then losing money for three months in a row. And they were concerned. I'm not talking about tons, but there were a few. And they were concerned. And I spoke to all of them. And they were very concerned. Like, you know, what are you guys going to do? Hey, Akrumi, what are you guys going to do? And I got on the phone with them all and we talked about it. Like, no, this is a business transaction. This is not a personal transaction. It's not like you took money and stole it. You know, you're you're doing the best you can under this crazy circumstance. So you're not making any money. We're not making any money. Not only did they not have to make a payment, but we didn't earn a fee. We didn't earn anything, zero. And, you know, no bank, no loan ever does that, ever. So the one guy... He had come in after paying off a $100,000 Amazon loan, and his monthly payments were somewhere in the $9,000, a little over $9,000, if I remember correctly, somewhere in that ballpark. And he said to me, Don, if I had to make payments right now, I'd be out of business. And I'm like, I'm sure you would. That would be killer. You know, it would be brutal. Imagine trying to go to sleep at home. You have kids, you have your house, and you have to make this big payment. And something in the world happened. It's not your fault. And you can't make these payments. You think a lender's going to sit on the sideline and just, oh, don't worry about it. Not happening. It's 
going to be bad. You know, your credit report's going to be screwed. Everything's going to be screwed. With us, it's like, yeah, that's part of business. We understand. We, you know, we're in this. So anyway, they all recovered pretty quickly, which was great. And I got to tell you, they've done very, very well since. That's huge. This this timing component is is huge. I mean, there's I have not had any experiences with banks, credit cards, any type of lending mechanism to, that gives you that level of flexibility. And if I look at where the major stressors in my business come from, it comes from these rigid due dates yeah. for credit card payments, for line of credit payments, et cetera. And so, and as anybody who's involved in business knows, things come up. Oh my they gosh. always do. There's a 100% chance yeah. that you're going to have a curveball thrown at you or several. And having that flexibility from your partner or money, yeah. I, I would consider you guys like a, a money partner we is are. huge. And, and so, I really like that example. And boy, did that sound familiar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, That's the, great. April was the best. April 2020 was the best month of my Amazon business's life, followed up by two terrible months because oh. I couldn't order inventory and I couldn't get it into Amazon warehouses. So I was chuckling when you were telling me that because that sounded very, very familiar. Yeah, it's very familiar to a lot of people. And it's a true story. It's absolutely true. But I want to come back to the timing because... There's another part to this timing that I think is even better. It's not just a matter of that you didn't have to make any payments when you know when things are bad or you know let's face facts there are months where you're going to break even as well and then there's going to be months where you're going to kill it. So what about you know can you brought up the Amazon loan it, it's a, you know not putting Amazon loan lending down but any loan if if I if I was a bank and I gave you $100,000 today and today being February, well, really March 1st, by the time you got to the busiest part of the season, let's say September, might be August, September, October, where you're ordering everything, that loan is down to maybe thirty dollars or $40,000. That's all you have left. You've had to pay it all back. Now you need money to grow. You can't. They're not giving you any more money yet until you pay that thing off. So with us, what happens? Let's say we gave you hundred grand now. And in three months, you're doing so well and you're flush with cash and you're making payments to us and whatever, you might pay us down to 50 grand. Now come August and September, you need money to grow. Your business is now not a $100,000 business. It's a, I'm just going to make up a $150,000 business or a $200,000 business by then. You have that much more money available to you because we're looking at your inventory every day. We know how much is coming in from Amazon. So you started at $100,000 of capital and you went to 120 and 150 and 200. And now let's say it's $200,000 of capital in your business in September. You can take all that out. That's mind boggling. So the idea is to provide you capital when you have the opportunities to grow. And when you don't have the opportunities to grow, when you're flush with cash, it's in your best interest to pay us down because then our profit percentage comes down. So it's like the invisible hand in finance, right? And in economics, it just makes sense. Just, but I will tell you, when we started this, we didn't know if anybody would ever pay us. We were a little nervous about that. Like, how, you know, what kind of? You know, seriously, can you imagine? Can you can you imagine going before a hedge fund and when they they say to you, "Well, will anybody ever pay you?" Well, we we think so. You know, this is what we think will happen. Like, you know, some of the guys in the room wanted to kick us right out. You know, like this is just stupid. So our first client who came to us, this is a true story, first client, we didn't know what we were doing. We had no system. We you know, quickly drew up a contract at the last second. You know, and literally, we're starting. And we went out to them and a few others and just gave them capital. We had no underwriting criteria at all. <laughs> we wow. gave them money. So this first client, really nice people, husband and wife team, they were retired. And their retirement was lost. And by lost, meaning that they owned a business, they sold the business with a building, and the people that bought the, bu the building and the business went out of business. They leveraged the building and went out of business. So there was nothing left. So here they are, older couple that, you know, great people that had everything set, did everything right. And now what do they do? So they learn about Amazon, they start an Amazon business. And they had a small business, but they were in business maybe six months, and they were on track for that first year to earn about $50,000 of profit. Very good. They had about $25,000 of capital. So we gave them 25000 
And over the next 12 months, and I'm he- hedging on the numbers a little bit here, whether it be 12 months or 13 months or nine months, whatever, they took out, remember, they were only earning $50,000. They took out of the business roughly $125,000, all right? That's how well they did. And they doubled, more than doubled their profit. I, I don't remember what their sales did, but it went up you know, many times. But their profit went up from just their, their end, after paying us, you know, after our share, and they never paid us. After us, they went from like, like earning $48,000 to $112,000 in that year. Yeah. And, and their first payment to us was 18 months after they started because they're flush with cash. And they started, they, they sent us $2,000 and they sent us $3,000 and a $5,000. Then they sent us $10,000, you know, because they had it. They built a business. They don't have, they don't need, really need us anymore. I think we're on the way out with them because they built it to a level that they're very comfortable. And they don't really need our money anymore. That's a great story, and it's yeah, it's it's great to hear, like a case study, a, yeah. you know, an example. And I'm sure the you know you're glad that the the payments actually came in. They started to come in, right? Absolutely, <laughs> we we love getting payments, yeah. but but we love to see them grow. You know, we love to see them use the money the way it should be used, and and that's what they did. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of follow-on questions. One, so my business, I know David's business, probably on average, Amazon businesses, are they're growing like 100% year over year, right? And sometimes even more. I mean, in yeah. 2020, there was a, a, quite a bit more on some on some cases. Now, yeah. do you guys just readjust it every year? You kind of go in there and say, okay, you, you know, when we first started talking, when we first analyzed this, you said you had like a sheet or something. And so do you just go in there on a maybe a quarterly basis or an annual basis? and then readjust the estimates or? It's pretty much every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we look at your inventory every day and we know what's due from Amazon every day. So we know what the total amount of capital is and, and we'll match that capital. So let's say you started, you have you know $100,000 in your business, but you only need 20. So we give you 20. And next month you come back and say, hey, I need another 20. It'll be in your account in, in less than an hour. Nice. Because we've already approved you. We've got everything there. Now we get to the busy season in, in August. You're not, your business is not 100,000. It's 150. Let's, I'm making up numbers. And you need money? You can go up to 150. Okay. Yeah, I, there's, I would... no, there's no other underwriting. We, it's all in the system. We've done it. That's awesome. That's more like real-time financing, It's right? real-time. <laughs> it's real-time. So we have one rule. Here's our one rule. We don't want to have more money in the business than you. So if you have $100,000 of capital, we don't want to have 101. That's our only rule, 50% max. So we will only be 50% of the total capital in the business at any time. You know, but that's it. So anything besides that, that's it. David, you got any follow-on questions before we hit the fire round? Let's get into it. Fire round? You guys didn't tell me there'd be a fire round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is like this is like the uh, you know middle ages, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're easy. They're easy questions. All, All right. right. Are you ready, Don? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm sitting down. All right. What is your favorite book? Ah, uh, I have a bunch of them. So I'm gonna tell you two. Sure. One, and I think David, you might I might be on your I was I got distracted before when I saw some books behind you. The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Okay. Have you guys read it? I have not. I have not. It is such a great business book. I would suggest it to anybody, the, the, the book or the audio, audio book as well. And Darren Hardy was the publisher of Success Magazine, which goes all the way back to, I think, Norman Vincent Peale was the original one. All right. So just, to, you know, it's motivation, it's successful stories. And he, the compound effect is all about making small, positive steps towards some bigger goal. And as opposed to doing something negative every day, do something positive. So, you know, the good example is two guys, they're both the exact same height, weight, best friends, the whole bit. And one decides, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm like 35. I, I want to lose a few pounds. So he, he stop, stops eating snacks at night. And the other one says, you know, I love ice cream, so I'm going to have a dish of ice cream every night. Just a dish, not a big thing. Well, over a month, you're not going to know a difference. You're not going to see any difference. Over three months, there might be a couple of pounds, a few pounds difference. In six months, 
The guy who stopped eating the snacks is slimmer. He's feeling better. He's now going to the gym. He's working out. He's eating healthier. He's thinking clearer. You know, so it's a matter of making these minor little changes and doing them consistently over time that make a huge difference in business and in life. So the compound effect and the other one that's life-changing for me that I read when I was 18 years old was Your Erroneous Zones by Wayne W. Dyer. And it's just a fantastic book, still my favorite of all time. Excellent. Those are, those are great. Great recommendations. I'm going to put them on my list. Next one. What are your hobbies? You know, my wife and I, we live on Long Island, so we're surrounded by water. And we actually live on a lake that flows down into the ocean across the street. And so we're always out on the water. So we boat. So we pleasure boat, not, not so much fishing anymore. I used to do a lot of fishing, but now it's really more about pleasure boating. So taking our boat over to Fire Island, which is a barrier island on Long Island, or taking it out into the ocean and seeing whales and dolphins and seals. I mean, it's unbelievable what's out there. Going up to Nantucket or Newport, Rhode Island or Block Island, Rhode Island, or taking it into Manhattan and just enjoying, you know, coming by the Statue of Liberty on a boat is a unique experience. Last year, the year before, we're going into the city on the boat and uh, it was Memorial Day for Fleet Week. So all the big, you know, naval ships come in for Fleet Week and the city gets taken over by the Navy, basically. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So we're coming in. Go ahead. Are you going to say something? No. So we're, we're coming in and going by the Statue of Liberty and these monster ships are coming by me. I'm like, holy cow, I got to be careful here. Anyway, as we're leaving, you know, after a couple of days or a few days, there was another naval ship that was either coming or going. I don't remember. And I was going around them. Next thing you know, I'm surrounded by Coast Guard and police boats with machine guns, man. They were not kidding around. <laughs> there was no kidding around. You know, you better not turn that wheel. They were very, very, very serious. But we love boating. I love golfing. But to tell you the truth, since I started this business two years ago, I've only golfed once. And I was golfing two times a week and going to the range probably three or four times a week and taking lessons every month and doing really, really well. And now I've only gone once in two years. So what can I tell you? Yeah, that sounds like you're very passionate about Krumi. You know, I believe when you start a business, you have to get your whole family to believe in it and buy into it. And I did that with my family in this business and really every business where I've told them, look, I'm going to start working my ass off again. And, you know, you guys all have to be on board with this or, or tell me now. So, you know, then I won't do it. But no, nah, go ahead, dad, do what you have to do. <laughs> I don't think they realized. I don't think I realized. Uh, yeah, but that's what we do. That's awesome. All right. So the last question for the fire round, what do you think sets apart successful e-commerce entrepreneurs from those who give up, fail, or never get started? I have a real simple answer for that. And that is go to work. You know, And I've seen in this business, I've seen real success and I've seen some failures. And it's sad to see. It really is. It breaks my heart because the, the failures in each case that I've seen is a case of people not getting up and going to work. You know, uh, in one case, a uh, wholesale account, a wholesale seller. And in wholesale, it's a matter of making a lot of phone calls. You have to make relationships with suppliers. And if you make one a day, you're never going to be successful. If you make 10 a day, you're setting yourself up for success. You may not get a single account for a day, two days, three days, or a week, but you still have to make those 10 calls. And if you make those 10 calls before 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 by 10, you know, is the way I would look at it, then you're ahead of the game because then you have the rest of the day to find other ways to win. And it's the same thing with anything. You know, you can sit back and think the business is going to come to you and, hey, this is e-commerce. You know, it's a four-hour work week. I can do this from anywhere. This is great. No, I'm sorry. you got to go to work. You know, four-hour work week, yeah, maybe one day. But initially, you got to put in, you know, a lot of hours and bust your ass. Yeah, find the technology and the tools to streamline your business. But that just enables you to do more. That doesn't mean you're going to stop working. You know, you have to come into this expecting to bust your ass and make it happen. And that's the biggest thing I would say. Now, for anyone that is listening to this podcast and wants to get in touch with the crew me, what should they do? What's their next step? 
Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, simple address, accrueme.com, A-C-C-R-U-E, so accrue, me, M-E.com. And what I would do there, you know, click around and all that, there are two main things that I would do is there's an ROI calculator that you put your own information in, you know, uh, and, and see how you would do with our money and the way that it works versus anything else. And then there's a get a funding offer offer button. And again, that's what I was talking about earlier. It's just, I think, 10 questions like, you know, when do, how long have you been in business? How much did you do last month? You know, basic questions. It, it takes you two minutes to fill out and you'll get a funding offer. And then you just give us access to the business, to the inventory, and we're off to the races. And again, you, you're not in, you know, you don't have to make a decision until the very, very last minute. And that's only up to you. But that's accrueme.com. And then my email is also very simple. Just Don, D-O-N, at accrueme.com. And then the last thing I'd suggest, I think a lot of people uh, like to you know, see what you've done and all that stuff. So go to my LinkedIn. And it's the, my full name, like my mother calling me for dinner, Donald. So D-O-N-A-L-D, Hennig, H-E-N-I-G. And on LinkedIn, and, and you know, feel free to connect with me. I like talking to people, and I like helping people. And you don't have to do business with us. If I can help you in some way, happy to do it. Well, very nice, Don. Thank you for being a guest on the Firing the Man podcast. And we look forward to talking to you again. I got to tell you, I love the name of the podcast, by the way. The best name of any podcast out there by far. All right. I like Thank it. You. I like it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's Firing the Man podcast. If you like this episode, head on over to firingtheman.com and check out our resource library for exclusive Firing the Man discounts on popular e-commerce subscription services. That is firingtheman.com backslash resource. You can also find a comprehensive library of over 50 books that Ken and I have read in the last few years that have made a meaningful impact on our business. For that, head on over to www.firingtheman.com slash library. Lastly, check us out on social media at Firing the Man and on YouTube at Firing the Man for exclusive content. This is David Schomer and Ken Wilson. We're out. Before you go, we wanted to share a new service that Ken and I have been using called Getita that has made us over $10,000 in Amazon reimbursements. The service requires no monthly subscription and Getita collects a small percentage of the money they recover for you. It takes less than five minutes to set up and works on all Amazon marketplaces. Go to getita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A dot com and enter promo code FTM400. That's FTM for Firing the Man 400 to get your first $400 in reimbursements commission free. How much money does Amazon owe you?